Hey everybody, so glad that you could join us for our online service here at Impact Life Church. We are thrilled mm -hmm. that you came to join us, that you're here joining us for our Christmas service. And uh, I mean, of course, different circumstances, we'd love to be with you, but we're glad that we entered your living room today. So we're so thankful to, that you could be part of that with us. And I have the privilege of having my wonderful, wonderful wife with us this morning, Pastor Jamie Housing. How are you? I'm good. Good. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you too. And we decided to kind of match. Actually, my wife redressed me before I left out the door, literally. She said, I'm wearing green, so automatically I should be wearing red. So voila, here yes. we are. And we look Christmassy and feeling Christmassy. And so we're ready to rock and roll. Yes. And we want to say Merry Christmas to all of you and your families. You are part of us, whether you're here in the building at times or whether you're just our, our online family we just want to say merry christmas and we're thinking of you and we're excited for what god put on our heart absolutely for today. you bet and so before we get into that let's just pray and then we'll we'll dive into that so father we love you and we're so thankful for you lord we're thankful that this is the time that we remember and we celebrate the birth of your son jesus and lord we're so grateful for his life we're grateful for that he came to us while we were lost lord you still came and you rescued us through Jesus. And so, Father, right now, we just take a moment just to rejoice and celebrate all that you've done, who you are to us, what you've done for us, and what you're yet to do yeah. in our lives as the body of Christ, but also in our lives as individuals. Lord, we love you with all of our heart, and we're so thankful for this season. We're thankful that you're in us. We're thankful that you would never leave us nor forsake us, and we give you praise for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, why don't you just, there's a few things that were really stirring in your heart right off the bat. Like we wanted to entitle this message, it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. right. And it, how did we spell that? Not A-L-R-I-G-H-T, but all, all. With many L's. <laughs> all right. Um, it's a phrase that the Lord dropped into our hearts in this season. It's going to be all right. Everything. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, and I think that's a comfort to our hearts during this time. Yeah. So today, really, what we're going to be talking about is hope. Is hope. And, you know, you could look at hope as like, oh, hope, like, mm. I hope that happens. That's not biblical hope. No. Right. So we're going to talk a little bit about hope today yeah. and the power that we can find in a hope absolutely. and what it can do for me and you in this season and how really to get our hopes up. Yeah, so, you bet. Want to get us started? Yeah, absolutely. So if you've got your Bibles, go with me, go with us to Romans chapter 15 and verse 13. And uh, again, just to, we're going to just launch it off here and we're going to just see where the Lord leads us. But we're so thankful, just like what Jamie was just saying, that hope out in God, we can get our hopes way up. And that's what we plan to do this morning is we're going to jack them up as high yeah. as we possibly can. Uh, in Romans 15, verse 13, in the New Living Bible, it says it like this. I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, before we really kind of just dive into really about hope, what hope is, how we can get it up, just really wanted to emphasize this side of it that God, first of all, is the source of hope. Mm -hmm. And just kind of what we talked about a little bit here about hope, what is hope? And just like what Jamie said, it's not wishful thinking. When we hear the word, oh, I, you know, I hope that this works out. A lot of times when you hear that word, used a lot of times people actually are meaning that we would wish to see this actually work in our lives or we wish to see this come to us but biblical hope is not wishful desire or wishful thinking right. biblical hope actually means this is that you're anticipating or that you have a confident 
joyous expectation. Right. Hope really is that you have a confident expectation uh, with, the ex with the expectation that it's going to be fulfilled in our lives. So it's that's a totally different thinking than wishing that something were to happen. Right. So when it says that God is the source of hope, we're saying God is the source of our confident expectation that it will come to fruition or will come to fulfillment, whatever he said. Now again, looking at that verse, Romans 15, 13, he says that God, the source of all hope, he's the source of hope. I want you just to say that to your own self. God is the source of hope for me. He's the source of hope for my family. He's the mm -hmm. source of hope for anything that revolves around my life, that God is the source of my hope. So that means that my hope or that my joyous, confident expectation is in God. My hope is in who he is, and it's also in who, what he said in his word. Now, trying to get hope from anywhere else will leave you and I disappointed. Right. Like, for example, if I'm depending on anything natural, to get my hopes up, I will be disappointed. If I'm, you know, looking for financial security, if I'm depending on my bank account to get my hopes up to maintain that, you know, that I'm going to be okay, I will be disappointed. If I'm looking to the government, right, in any kind of way to get my hopes up, I will be disappointed. There is only one source, especially as believers, really, and for the world, there is only one source of hope that's in this world, and that is found in the person of Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's who he is. He is our hope. And uh, number one, as I said, it's who he is and is in his character. You know, really, our lives are completely dependent upon Numbers chapter 29 and verse, uh, sorry, Numbers 23, verse 19. And I want to read that to you real quick. Um, so turn there for a moment, because literally our lives depend on this verse more than you realize. But it says this, that God is not a man, so he does not lie. He is not human, so he does not change his mind. Mm -hmm. Has he ever spoken? and fail to act? The answer is no. no. <laughs> Has he ever promised and not carried it through? No. That's exactly who our God is. Every time he says something, he acts on what he says. Mm -hmm. In fact, the word of God even tells us in Jeremiah that he's watching over his word to perform it. That's who he is. That's what he does. And so when we see and we, we read here in, again, Romans 15, uh, verse, or sorry, Romans 15, verse 13, that God is a source of hope. Why can we say that? Because God doesn't know how to lie. Mm -hmm. It's not in his character. It's not in his nature. Every time he's spoken to us through his word or he's spoken or he quickens something to our hearts, he doesn't know how to lie. It will come to fruition. So that's why our hope is to be in God alone. Um, again, secondly, his word is full of hope. Mm -hmm. His word is the, all the words that are contained in this word. Yes, they're full of faith, but they're also full of hope to give you and I a confident expectation yes. for our faith or our trust to grab onto and say, I believe that to be so. And you can see that all throughout the word of God, Old and New Testament, men and women who have heard a message from God, got a word, got a word from God, they hung on to that word and they believed it and they hung on to it regardless of what natural circumstances look like out there. Right. And they saw what he said come to pass in their lives, in their families, in their bodies, regardless of whatever it is. God is the source of all hope. Mm -hmm. Now again, just to finish my part here, but again, looking at Romans 15, 13, the fruit of our life, when we make God the source of our hope, I want you to again, put your eyes on Romans 15, verse 13, is that I pray that God, the source of hope, so I'm going to God as the source of my mm -hmm. hope. He says that we'll, he will fill you completely with joy and peace 
because you trust in him, then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Now those aren't just like nice Christian words that you kind of finish a Christmas card with or something, <laughs> but those are actual powerful statements. But yeah. the fruit of our lives is we will be filled with complete joy and peace because I put my confident expectation in yes. God who is the source of my hope. Yeah. So that's where that's where it needs to be placed. So if you're looking to anything on a natural level, if you're looking to people or a job or the government or whatever it may have you, if you're continuing looking there, you will be disappointed. And that's why God says, I want to be the source of your hope, hmm. the source of your expectation, because he doesn't change. He doesn't know how that's to change. Right. And that is something I know that I have been thinking about, thanking God for like, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is consistent, and He never changes. So I, I'm so thankful that we have Him, and that I can put my complete hope and expectation in Him. Yeah. So. Well, we're in the Christmas season, or we're coming up upon the Christmas season, and as we were preparing for this message, this phrase kept going through my mind, or lyrics to a, a Christmas carol we all know well, but mm. it says, A thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices. And when I think back to, um, you know, that was written about the first Christmas, right? When Jesus yep. first came. And we think maybe that we have felt weary in these last nine months of what we've been going through in 2020. When I think back to that time, it was a, the world was a dark place. But for centuries, God kept mm. saying, I've got someone coming. I've got someone coming. He's yep. coming. He's yep. coming. And... The people of God, they had this expectation or anticipation, which as we just talked about is hope, that God had a Messiah coming. Right. He's coming, he's coming. A thrill of hope. The weary world rejoiced when that baby Jesus was born, when that long promised, long awaited Savior came to this earth. And so I think um, it doesn't get old every Christmas to go through the story of Jesus' birth and mm -hmm. coming because honestly, I feel like it it pumps you up yep. in your hope side. Yep. And this year, again, like like any other or more than any other, we've needed hope. Yeah, you bet. I have felt for myself my hope going down. Mm. I needed to get into the Word and find yeah. out what God said and get my hopes up. Yeah. And we'll talk about that in a little bit about um, some tools to get our hopes up. Yeah. But um, again, you said biblical hope is expectation and anticipation. Yeah. I love that. When I think of biblical hope, I think of it this way, that God's got good things, only good, good after good after good. His goodness keeps on following after yeah. <laughs> me. When I think about it that way, my hope, I get, it gets my hopes up, yeah. right? And yeah. you've been doing, um, you've just started a series on faith for us and maybe you're going to be continuing it yeah. after this Christmas season, but hope is needed in order to have faith, yeah. right? Yeah, you hope bet. is going to give your faith something to shoot Absolutely. for. So this hope is important. And I really want to look at these verses. I've been mulling them over in my heart this whole week. And so if you can turn to Hebrews 6, uh, verse 18 and 19. Um, whatever translation you have is awesome, but I want to read it to you in the Passion Translation. So Hebrews 6, starting at verse 18, it says, So it is impossible for God to lie. For we know that his promise and his vow will never change. And Pastor Joel really just read that to us in Numbers. Mm. But that is a reason for hope right there. Yeah. Because God's promise never changes. Yep. Your hope will never be disappointed yeah, it's when it's in the right source. Yep. Um, so continuing it on. I love this. This is in the Passion. And it says, And now we have run into his heart. We've run into God's heart 
For what? To hide ourselves in his faithfulness. Mm. This is where we find his strength and comfort, for he empowers us to seize what has already been established ahead of time. And guess what that is? It says what, uh, what's already been established for us is an unshakable hope. Unshakable. That's unshakable. so good. We have, this is verse yeah. 19, we have this certain hope like a strong, unbreakable anchor holding our souls to God himself. Mm-hmm. Isn't that incredible? I just want to break down those verses for a moment yeah. because I just, That's I found good. so much hope yeah. in these verses. So when we look at it this way, um, it's impossible for God to lie his promise and vow never change. We've run into his heart. So first of all, like Pastor Joel said, hope comes only from God alone. Mm-hmm. So when you're feeling like your hopes are down or you need a hope boost, you don't turn to things of this world. You don't turn to the comfort of Netflix or entertainment or comfort in that way. You turn to him. In this verse it says, you hide yourselves in his faithfulness. God is the same over and over. He will be consistent for you. That's his faithfulness. So when you run to him and hide yourself in his faithfulness, or some verses say you take refuge in him, it says that's where you'll find something unshakable. And that unshakable thing is hope. And I love what verse 19 says, that we have this hope as an anchor for our souls. If there's ever a time in our lives where we have maybe needed an anchor, anchor, anchor. Yep. where the world is being oh, tossed. Man. It felt like totally. almost every day the world is being tossed to and fro. We need that anchor first and foremost for ourselves, for our family, for the little ones you might be raising, for those that are in your circle. And then secondly, for the world, they are looking church. They're looking yep. for someone to, to turn to who can say, you know what? I know something stronger. I know something higher. I know the truth. The truth is Jesus. They're looking for someone to be unshakable. So you and I need that anchor for our soul. And so I just want to look at that verse a little deeper for a moment. We know that our soul is, it includes our mind. Mm -hmm. It includes our will and it includes our emotions. So really let's look at it from the standpoint of our soul includes our our thoughts and our feelings and emotions. Now our feelings and emotions, I think during 2020 have been, they've attempted to go on a roller coaster, uh, right? Totally. I keep thinking back um, as we're recording this, you know, (laughs) we're, we're living in a time where there's lots of social restrictions. I keep thinking back to the summer when it was a little more free and I think did that even happen was that a dream (laughs) what was that all that but you know what I don't I'm not gonna let our current circumstances our current situation get my hopes down no exactly because my emotions could go left and right and up and down but I've got something stronger that can anchor my emotions yeah and really that's the enemy's plan before you dive into that the enemy's plan like in the Ephesians it talks about understanding the wiles of the enemy And we do not battle flesh and blood. And I know maybe you've known this, maybe you're just a good reminder again, Mm -hmm. but we're not fighting people. People are not our issue, but there is an enemy of our souls. The Bible talks about an enemy of our souls. And what is he after? He's after to steal, kill, and to destroy. And the way that he gets access into our lives is giving thoughts. And these thoughts lead way to certain emotions. So it's so important that you and I, just what Pastor Jamie's talking about, this anchor for our souls, yes, it's to keep us stable, but at the same time, it's also to keep the enemy out. Yeah. It's so powerful that we have this beautiful, precious, powerful Word of God yeah. to keep us steady, to keep us anchored on the reality of the, the Word of God, the reality of the unseen world, 
this is what this is really the this is a great opportunity for the testing of our faith that we can prove that we trust God that we believe what His Word says that we live unshakable. Like just like right. you said, what an opportunity now for the church to shine. And I'm not just talking about a building. I'm talking about wherever you go. Yeah. People going, how are you? How are you happy today? How are you enjoying this life? That all these restrictions and all this and that. How are you still enjoying this life? It's because I have this unshakable right. hope. My soul is intact to what the Word of God says, and we can lead people into the arms and into the heart of Jesus himself. What a perfect opportunity that we have. So that what yeah. you're saying is so good. So okay. good. Go on. Okay, well, I'll continue that. Yeah. Um, just, you know, talking about anchors. Yep. I've never been a captain of a, of a ship. I don't know if <laughs> I like any to of you one. guys have. <laughs> yeah. um, but anchors obviously are to, um, to stabilize the ship, right? The anchor is to anchor you to something so that the ship doesn't go um, go off and get wrecked, right? So um, it's it's used to hold the ship in place. And so if we look at the fact that we have this hope, God's hope is to be the anchor for our soul, then that hope is to keep me fixed and firm in place. It's to keep me steadfast, right? It's to keep me from, from going off and, and getting wrecked on the rocks yeah. like a ship would, you know, if it wasn't yeah. anchored and a storm came. Now, the storm is not necessarily the issue. Exactly. So good. That, that's been um, something that's been strong on my heart recently. Yeah. Anything that can be shaken will be shaken. Yeah. This world system is a mess, and it will only continue to shake more. Yeah. So don't let the storm, don't let the shaking be the issue. you got to focus on you and your anchor, mm. right? That's now, so again, good. your hope is not in you. Your hope is not in your ability to stay positive, your ability to stay joyful, yep. your ability to stand willpower. firm. Yep. Yeah, it's not in willpower. Your yep. hope is in God. Yep. You have confident expectation that because he said that his plans for you are good, then they are good. Mm -hmm. You have a confident expectation that because the, the word says that you're more than a conqueror and that you'll come out victorious in this, you will. Absolutely. So that's how the anchor holds you. Yeah. And I just want to read this um, again, verse 18 and 19, but I'm going to read it this time in the Amplified. Yeah. Um, and it says, We have fled to him for refuge, and we have strong encouragement and indwelling strength to hold on to this hope. Verse 19 again. This hope, this confident assurance, we have as the anchor for our soul. Listen to this part. It cannot slip and it cannot break under whatever pressure bears upon it. A safe and steadfast hope. This hope we have in God, it says in the Amplified here that it can't break. No, This exactly. anchor cannot break. It doesn't matter whatever type of pressure yeah. comes upon it. Mm -hmm. And that is what we have all been experiencing yeah. this year. It's pressure. Yeah. It's squeezing. And there might be times where you have been tempted to just break under the pressure. Like, that's it. You know, I can't take one more announcement of restrictions or I can't take one more change in my job. You know what? That's the enemy's tactic again is yep, just to get in. the pressure. It's external pressure that he can only put Absolutely. on. That's all he's got. But it says here that if, if this hope is our anchor, yep. if we're allowing biblical hope, hope in God to yep. anchor our emotions, yep. then no matter what kind of pressure, we are not going to move. No, nope, that's right. We're not going to move. Absolutely. And I love um, the rest of that verse when it says that it's a safe and a steadfast hope. If you're desiring right now, I just, I just need a safe place to be. 
then right in the center of God's hope is where you want to be. Yep. It's safe. Yeah, it's, it's steady. Safe. It is. It doesn't change. No. You know, I, I do think of people who maybe yeah. grew up in situations where um, your home life wasn't safe or steady mm -hmm. and you, had, you didn't know what you were going to find, you know, from one day to the next. And I just want to encourage you, your Father God is not like oh, that. No. It's, it's safe and steady. His hope, His love, it's a safe place to be. And it will anchor you. Yep. Um, and again, we do have to let it, but we'll, we'll move on there in a yeah. moment. No, that's good. Like it just, well, when you're just talking about, it's not necessarily the storms that are even the issue. Right. Like Jesus said that in Matthew 7, he said, anyone who hears these words of mine and applies them to their life, they are like a man who built their house upon the rock and the storms of life come, right. but they it come. will not collapse because of how the house was built. So you and I, whether you realize or not, we've been actually preparing ourselves for these tough days. This is what we're doing. That's what even the word tells us is to prepare yourself for tough days. Right. Because tribulation, Jesus said, trials and tribulation will come. Will come. But be of good cheer yeah. because I've overcome the world. Take heart. I'm exactly. Hard. Take heart. It's, it's going to okay. be all right. He's got us. We are going to be all right. Now, I say that to people who choose to live by this word. If you're still kind of that wishy-washy or a little bit, oh, I don't know, I'm not sure about this word, you will continue to live wishy-washy. You'll yeah. live by whatever happens from the natural side. But if you want this unshakable hope, like what Pastor Jamie's talking about, you've got to say, okay, I'm going to the Word of God and I'm making a decision that what He says is my final authority. Yes. You have to make that concrete decision. Nobody else on this planet, not even God himself, can make that decision for you. This is a choice that you have to make. And I'm so glad that, yes, we did it as individuals, but we did it as a married couple for our family. Mm -hmm. And we choose that our house will not be shaken by what's going on in a natural sense. Right. Now, does that to say that these natural things don't bother? Sure, they absolutely goes, ah, really, that's what's happening now? But we don't dwell there. We don't stay there. We go, okay, Lord, we're going to continue to feast our eyes and feast our heart yeah. on your word and what your truth says. And we're going to have a joy-filled Christmas because we chose to go with what God said. Yeah. And it changes everything. So let me encourage you, wherever you're at, make this concrete decision that God's word is final authority in my life. That mm -hmm. it's what he says is. There's no ifs, ands, and buts about it. That is it. And that is one of the safest places that you could be for your own heart and soul yes. as well. Now, um, you know, we're going to just kind of talk a little bit about uh, how do we get our hopes up. And, you know, in, in the natural world, you, have you ever heard that phrase, like, don't get your hopes up, mm -hmm. right? I mean, I remember, you know, hearing that maybe from some teachers and different things. Well, don't get your hopes up on that. Mm -hmm. Well, if you're putting your trust in the natural world or in natural people or things, yeah, yeah. don't get your hopes up. <laughs> <laughs> if you're depending on the government all the thing after Christmas or just before Christmas and all oh, the restrictions are gone and now everybody go see your friend. Don't get your hopes up from the natural sense, right? That we're not looking at that. But when it comes to God and his word, get your hope up yeah, as high as it can possibly yeah. go. Get them up there. Get them up, up, up. Like get those thumbs going up, up, up. We need high expectation when it comes to the things of God, when it comes to knowing God, when it comes to his promises. Because of, of course, his promises are yes and amen. He will always watch over his word to perform it in our lives. So you can run to this word and say, God, this is what you said, and build that hope up. So a question that we want to just dive into a little bit is, is how do we do that? Yeah. How, how do we, we get our hopes yeah. way up? Uh, when it comes yeah. to the things of God. Yeah, that's really good. Well, you go first. I'll go first. Okay. Um, well, this one was kind of yours, but I guess I'll, I'll tap into it. Unless you want to. It's okay. You can have it. She's really cute to sit beside. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> okay. 
so the first one really is we've got to hide ourselves in his faithfulness. Yeah. And another way that uh, kind of like looking at it in Psalm chapter 37, turn there for a moment with you, with it, with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be on the screen as well. Psalm 37, three, verse five in the passion. It says, keep trusting in the Lord. And do what is right in his eyes. Fix your heart. I just love those words. Fix your heart. What does that mean? You make that concrete decision. This is what he said. I'm fixing my heart on that. Again, this is what all these people that you see in the Bible, ordinary people, but they did extraordinary things. Why is that? Because they fixed their heart on who God was and what he said. That's all that it is. I mean, for example, one word that I know in Hebrews chapter 11, I believe verse 13, uh, again, in the Passion talks about, Uh, Sarah, what she counted or she rested in his faithfulness, that he was able to do what he said he would do. That's why she was able to have a child at 90 years old. When it's, again, all hope was lost in the natural, yet in hope believed. Right. Like those are powerful words. How did she do that? She counted him faithful. She fixed her heart in what God said he would do. And that's how ordinary people do extraordinary things. Right? It's amazing. It's simple. So it says, fix your heart on the promises of God and you will be secure. Mm. Then it says, feasting on his faithfulness. faithfulness. Make God the utmost delight and pleasure of your life and he will provide for you what you desire the most. Give God the right to direct your life. And as you trust him along the way, you'll find he pulled it off perfectly. Mm. Now, I just love that word. So how do we get our hopes up? One way is to do is to actually feast on the faithfulness of God. Yeah. Just like what, the, what the, the psalmist said here. Feast on it. Remember all the things that God has done for you. Yeah. There's something about remember. So you powerful. see that. It is. Hey? Like you see that constantly throughout scripture. The apostle Paul would always remind the Gentiles or the churches that he talked to. Remember where you were once lost or you were a Gentile. Excluded from the rights and privileges of being involved in the Jewish co- uh, covenant. Now God has brought you in. So he's always... Telling you, and I remember when, Psalm 103, one of my favorite Psalms, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. What is he doing? Putting into remembrance everything that God does. What has he done for you? What has he done in your life? Remember when you got born again, when you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Remember that moment. Remember when your heart was just completely changed and flooded with the goodness and kindness of God. And maybe you were crying. Maybe you went for a laugh. Maybe you ran. Regardless, remember when that happened. Remember when you got filled with the Holy Spirit. What that was like all of a sudden, man, there's more to God. There's more. I can get in depth with him. Remember when you all of a sudden you your word, his word got revealed to you. Remember when he, you know, healed your body or reached a loved one, one of your family members or so. Put yourself in remembrance. Feast on yeah. his faithfulness. Feast on the things that he's done. I mean, for myself, it's I'm so thankful. Like God gave me an amazing wife. This is the woman that God gave me. Like, just remember these things, because he who finds a wife finds a good thing. Like constantly put yourself in this place of remember what God did for me man God you've yeah. done this Lord you did that remember there was this one time I didn't know what else I could do but Lord I turned to you and you were right there and you gave me the word that I needed in that exact moment thank you feast on the faithfulness of God and what does that do it gets your hope up it does it builds it does, you yeah. builds you up um, and those verses that we were looking at um, a couple minutes ago in Hebrews 6 when we yeah. talked about faithfulness again um, the way that it said it there was 
run, we've run into his heart and we hide ourselves in his faithfulness. And if you've got kids or you've seen a little kid before when they, you know, say they get hurt or they're, they're feeling uncomfortable and they turn and they hide themselves in their mm. mom or dad's chest or grab onto her leg and they turn and they hide their face there. Um, and I just want you to have that picture oh, of your good. strong, almighty daddy in heaven. And you, like it, when your hopes, if you feel your hopes going down, you know, if there's something pressure that comes from the outside or, um, you know, an announcement or whatever that comes from the outside that it's, it's trying to squash your hopes, I just encourage you, don't turn to, oh no, oh no, what are we going to do now? Turn mm. and hide yourself in his faithfulness. Yep. Um, I believe that hiding yourself in his faithfulness um, is a protection. It is, absolutely. Right? Especially for your thoughts. Yep. You know, our thoughts are, are um, a huge deal. They can turn us towards God's hope or they can turn us away from God's hope. And if so, we turn and we hide ourselves in exactly what Pastor Joel is saying. You turn and you hide yourself in his faithfulness of, no, but God has done this for me and he's done this for me and he's done this for me. You pump your hopes yeah. up and that's where our hope needs to yeah. be. So yeah. we feast or on his faithfulness. We yeah. feed on it yeah. and we feed, hide feed. ourselves in it. Yeah, that's good. Such a beautiful picture. It is. I love that. Um, so another way to get our hopes up is to get our eyes up. Yeah. Honestly, I'm sure you've seen it for yourself. I'll use me as an example. I'll tell it myself. The more time that I allow my eyes to read or my ears to listen to um, the bad news, the bad news, the bad news, this is happening, this is happening, numbers are going up, this is happening. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. The more that I put my eyes or allow my ears on there, it tries to get in and trouble your heart. Mm -hmm. And so if you want to keep your hopes up, you have got to be careful what you're fixing yep. your eyes on. Absolutely. Whatever I'm thinking in my heart, so be it. That's what's going to be coming out of me. So when we look at what are we fixing our eyes on, we've got to get our eyes up. You know, you've, you've probably heard the story of when um, God led Abraham out and he said, look up. Abraham, who had no descendants, look up. Yeah, look up. And then he saw this just innumerable amounts of stars in the sky. And he said, so will your descendants be. He had to get Abraham off of down here and up here. Yeah. And like you already alluded to in the Abraham and Sarah story in Romans 4, it said, against all hope, oh. in, in hope, hope he believed. believed. So against all natural, natural hope. hope. In the hope of yeah. that God gives, yeah. Abraham believed. But how did he do that? He got his eyes up. Yeah. So I encourage you, what are you looking at? Because there are certain things that are trying to get in your heart that will literally kill you. Yeah. They will bring depression, anxiety. They will lead you away from the promises of God and you will feel hopeless. Yeah. So we encourage you, get your eyes up and get them on his promises. Yeah. Read Colossians 3. It talks about yeah. how we are supposed to set our minds... And then more than and that, set them. our minds and keep them set on what's above. Yeah. Because again, that's where your hope comes yeah. from. Nothing in this natural world will bring you the hope. The hope mm -hmm. is in the unseen things. Yeah. I mean, we didn't mention that in the anchor, but if you think about it, you don't see an anchor mm. when it's anchoring a ship, right? right? right. But it's that firm anchor yeah. that's unseen yeah. that's holding it. It's the same for us. Set our minds on those things above. Yeah. You can't see them, right. but yet that is, that's where we're supposed to stay. Absolutely. That's where hope will come you from. You bet.
Yeah. And the message Bible even says that's where the action is. Like that's where <laughs> our action is. Yeah. <laughs> again, what we're doing is this a good practice for us to keep our eyes on things that are not seen because they're eternal. Yeah. Things that are seen will will constantly change. Mm -hmm. But what is unseen never changes. And so it's good practice. This is who we are. We got to get good at, at seeing things that are unseen. That's right. And how do you do that? You get into the Word and let the Word paint you a new picture of what it's going to look like. Uh, another way to get your hope up, really encouraging yourself in the Lord. Yes. Um, and this is something you see this. Um, uh, David is a prime example for that in 1 Samuel chapter 30. This is after David came back from a war against the Amalekites. And uh, he came back and all of a sudden their whole towns of Ziglag were gone. How the, their, their city was burnt. All the women and children were gone. All the cattle, all everything was gone. And it says that David and his the mighty men, they cried until they had no more tears left. And after that, once they were all ex, ex, you know, done, then not only that, then David's mighty men wanted to kill him. They wanted to stone him because they thought he was the problem for all of the stuff being gone. Well, so what did David do? If he just continued, oh, God, what's going to happen now? No, it says that David, he grabbed the ephod and he encouraged himself in the Lord. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? He reminded himself, kind of to touch base with the first one again, yeah. but he actually just acknowledged everything that God was to him. He went back and started confessing, God, that you are my refuge, you are my strength, my fortress. Yeah. And so what you can actually do by encouraging yourself in the Lord is not only that, but remember who Christ is in you and who you are in him. Yeah. Philemon chapter one, verse six is that we, um, that the communication of our faith would grow by the acknowledging of every good thing in me, which is I'm in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. So start to acknowledge who you are. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. The greater one lives on the inside of me. I believe this, that Jesus has made unto me wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and like you start speaking these words, start acknowledging every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. You and I, we are anointed to live in 2020. That's We're right. anointed to live it, not just, you know, get by in it. We are supposed to excel in it. And now going into 2021, we've got to get this up. We've got to get our hopes up because again, this is going to be the year of the local church. This is the year of you and I doing the works that Jesus has called us to do. So we've got to get up ready to do the, what the master needs us in these last final days. So encourage yourself in the Lord, acknowledge every good thing, what is in you, what's in you, acknowledge that and put words on it. And don't just think them, speak them out. Constantly say, this is what's who I yeah. am. This is what Christ is in me. This is who I am in Christ Jesus. And watch you just soar. I'm blessed because Jesus Christ has made me blessed. Yeah. Just start speaking that. And can I just just yeah. add, it's like it's very important that we understand it's encourage yourself in the Lord. Yep. That's one of the statements we're saying. We're not saying you don't go to your, your friends to stand no, with you. No, for sure. I mean, it's, it's so important that you've got some faith friends, people that you can trust to stand with yeah. you for what you're believing God for, people that you can trust to pray for you, um, and, and a, a pastor that you're under their, their shepherding and their care. That's vital that yeah. you're planted. But all those things can't be done a, apart from this. We've got to encourage ourselves yeah. in the Lord. And I'm telling you, there's been times during this year where I've had to go alone in my room and I've had to get joyful. I've had to get my worship music on. I've had to get my Bible and just have a time of joy by myself, <laughs> even before I go to my husband for sure. some encouragement, right? Yeah. So if you're feeling like your hope is lagging, I encourage you, the first thing to do is not to call a friend and say, pray for me. The first thing would be to encourage yourself yeah. in the Lord. And yeah. again, that's by speaking out what's true. Um, and going over what God has done for you. Yeah, you right? bet. Absolutely. 
Get your hopes up. Get your hopes up. Get your hopes up. Another um, another way to get your hopes up is, um, I'm going to read it from Hebrews 10.23. It says, let us hold unswervingly. <laughs> that's not a word we use all the time, but that's a strong word. Hold on unswervingly to the hope we profess or the hope we confess. For he who promised is faithful. So in order to get your hopes up, you're going to have to hold on on. Mm. You're going to have to grab on to that hope yeah. and not let go. Yep. And I think we've seen so many examples of that in the word. People who have gone after Jesus and they didn't let go. And I encourage you, um, again, everything that will be can be shaken will be shaken, right? Yep. Things are being shaken even within families from brother and sister and parents and children. Don't let go of hope. Hold on unswervingly. And you can even make this your statement. I hold on to hope because he who promised me yep. is, faithful. is faithful. He will do what he promised he, he will. will do. Yeah. Another way um, to get your hopes up is to pray the Ephesians prayer. And mm. if you haven't done that before, if you look at Ephesians 1 starting in about verse 15, you can speak this over yourself. And yep. I know you speak this over our family. Yep. But when you get to verse um, 18, it says, I pray that your hearts would be flooded with light so that you could understand the confident hope he has given to those he called, his holy people who are rich and glorious inheritance. You can pray that over yourself. Lord, I pray that my heart would be flooded with light so that I could yeah. know the confident hope that you have called me to. Yeah. You can speak that out yeah. over yourself. Yeah, you bet. Is that good? It is my so good. Are, my hopes are up. My hopes are up. Yeah, you know, it feels good. I believe your hopes are getting up too while you're watching this. It's, yeah. it's, it's absolutely. And just to finish this off, why is hope so important? Well, you know, you actually see this in Proverbs 13, 12. It says, but hope deferred makes the heart sick. Yeah. And if when hope, that means when you're when you've been standing or believing for a little while and you've you're not seeing the answer, and what happens is that when your hope is now into a natural thing, it can get deferred. Or when you're not seeing the result, now your heart starts to get, oh, is this actually working? Yeah. And your hopes are down. Therefore, that's actually where depression, anxiety, and now the enemy is going to do everything he can to latch onto that. So the reason why hope is so important is because, first of all, we want our hearts and our spirits to be strong and healthy and vibrant, picking up, you know, divine cues that God has for us. But if it gets sick, again, this is everything that we've been talking about is this just get your hopes up, right? This is, uh, how do you take that? Like, it's almost like you're taking this medication before something were ever to take place. This is what this is, is that we don't want our hearts to get sick. So what do we do? We get our, heart, we get our hopes up. It's a preventative, thank you. Yeah. It's a preventative. That's exactly what we're looking for. Get our hopes up because we do not want a deferred hope to leaving our hearts sick. We cannot afford that in this time and season. Yeah. We need strong people. We need a strong church because we serve a strong God. And not to say God, of course, is the, is the restorer of our soul. That's who he is. So give him that opportunity. Give him that access. Give it to him, yeah. And, uh, you know, just this last verse is Psalm 65, verse 11 uh, in the New Living Bible. It says, talking about 2021 coming into this, and I want to finish off 2020 well, because how you finish a year is how you go into the next right. one. So let's end this off well. But in uh, six, Psalm 65, 11 says, You crown the year with a bountiful harvest, even the hard pathways overflow with abundance. Oh, that's so good. Believe that. Yeah. Let us just encourage you, believe that. Mm -hmm. This year that we're going into, 2021, he crowned 2021 yeah. as a year of goodness. And even the hard stuff, even the hard paths that are there, they drip with abundance. With abundance. 
they other translations say that they they overflow with unstoppable growth. Hmm. <laughs> oh, that's so that's good. how we're gonna look at this going into this next year as an Impact Life Church family. We want to encourage you believe with us that this year is crowned with goodness. goodness. It's crowned, crowned with abundance, with and the past. They overflow with unstoppable growth. We believe that, and we're yes. believing that also for you and your family as well. That this is this year that we are going into is going to be a good year for the church, yep. a good year for us, simply because God already God crowned good. it. He already yeah. crowned it. So, and again, if you're watching this and you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, we just want to take this opportunity to pray with you because, man, there, there is no better time. It actually says in the Word that now is the day of salvation. So if you're watching this and you're like, I've never heard of Jesus. I've, maybe I have, but I've walked away from it, regardless of what it is. It's time that you come back home. It's time that you yeah. come become part of, what his, of his family again. And so we want to just lead you in this prayer. So wherever you're sitting, wherever you're watching right now, just stop for a moment. And I want you just to say these words after me. Say, Heavenly Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I believe with all my heart that Jesus died for me. He came for me, first of all, and he died for me, and he rose again for me. Jesus, I give you my life. I give you my heart. You can do with my life whatever you'd like. I give it for your glory. Thank you for saving me in Jesus' name. Now, if you've prayed that prayer for the first time, please let us know. You can message us on Facebook. I know there will be some contact information on the screen. Give us a call. You can email us. You can message us. And we would love to get some resources into your hands and just let and to celebrate with you this new journey that you're on. Because, man, I'll tell you this. It's an exciting one. Yes. And God is good. And he loves you so very much. Yes. So have a Merry Christmas. Yes. We love you. Thank you so much for being a part of us. We're believing the best for you. And we look forward to seeing you soon.